Welcome to Conversations in the Coop. I'm your host, Trinity Director of Athletics, Drew Galbraith. In this conversation, we're on the ice with Jake Borgita from Trinity Men's Ice Hockey. Take a listen. We are back on Conversations in the Coop, and it's my pleasure on this episode to be joined by a member of Trinity's Men's Ice Hockey team, Jake Borgita. Jake, thanks for joining today. Thank you for having me. So, uh, Jake, we're in the middle of the winter. Uh, hockey season is back underway. Um, you know, as, as before we dive into a little more about you, talk a little bit uh, about what it's been like as a student athlete over the past few years. Obviously, everyone in the country and the world impacted by COVID. Uh, last season, no winter seasons for, for Trinity and NESCAC teams. Uh, this season, uh, we're back on track playing a lot of games, uh, some pauses for Trinity and other teams as well, but just Talk about um, how that's kind of changed your mentality as a student athlete and, and for you and your teammates. Yeah, it's definitely been a bit of a roller coaster. I mean, when I got to campus freshman year in 2019, um, everything was perfectly normal. The pandemic had not yet started. Um, so it was kind of a normal flow of events. Uh, practices were normal all throughout the fall. Games were normal. Um, and then right about uh, when we lost in the NESCAC championship uh, to our rival Wesleyan, that is when everything kind of started getting rolled out. Um, we went home, and from then on out, everything kind of changed a little bit. Um, but I think last year it was difficult, um, really just focusing on practice, um, working out. A lot of the workouts were outside with our trainers, um, a lot of bodyweight stuff because we couldn't be in the gyms. Um, on ice was in smaller groups, um, a little bit more focused on kind of skills sessions rather than um, team systems and whatnot. But um, this year, um, it was nice to get back a little bit to normal. Um, coming in in the fall, uh, we started the season two weeks early um, and just got a little bit extra practice, a few more workouts in before uh, the full swing of things started. Um, but it's been good. I mean, it's, it's nice to get back to a little bit of normalcy. Um, I think a big, big piece of it is just being present in the moment. Um, it's pretty unpredictable. Uh, no one really knows what's going to happen. Even sometimes middle of a week, a game might be up in the air whether it's going to happen or not and everyone kind of crosses their fingers for the uh, the testing that happens earlier in the week to go smoothly but um, yeah I think just being present um, is a big piece for student athletes and that kind of carries over um, not just for athletics but also in the classroom too and just kind of focusing on what you can control um, and just uh, being along for the ride a little bit. So I, I have to ask you know Hockey is a sport uh, that is notorious from the youth level on up. Lots of games throughout the year. Mm -hmm. So I imagine from the time you were uh, a very young and, and, and you know, a, a very early in your hockey career, you were playing lots of games all winter. So how did you spend that extra time last year when, probably for one of the first winters of your life, if not the first winter of your life, there were no hockey games to go to. You were not uh, grabbing your, you know, your bag of gear yeah. and going to some locker room, putting it on, and, and getting on the ice. Yeah, luckily I'm from Minnesota, uh, so there's a lot of pond hockey in the winters, uh, which is fun, and just kind of go out with friends and uh, mess around a little bit. But, yeah, it was weird. I mean, I went home uh, right after Thanksgiving break um, and had about three months, um, which was the first, like, I guess, real winter break I had had in a, a couple of years, uh, probably since high school. Um, but just being a student athlete, a lot of uh, you had the opportunity to take J-term classes, um, which I took advantage of. Um, so that started in January um, and then took me right up until when we started classes in February remotely um, when I was still home. But I think just taking that time to relax a little bit, and that was during kind of the heat of the pandemic and when everything was really in lockdown. So um, I was fortunate just to be able to spend some time with my family. Um, and yeah. So you mentioned your family in Minnesota. I, I know uh, education is very important to your family. And yet coming out of, uh, you know, 
during high school you make the choice to go play junior hockey. So mm -hmm. talk a little bit about you know the choice to you know veer towards junior hockey for a few years and also the opportunity to experience some different parts of uh, our country in doing so. Yeah, so uh, both my parents are in academia and definitely value that, and I think we're a little bit cautious uh, to say <laughs> um, about me deciding to play junior hockey, um, but it ended up being a great experience. Um, so juniors, I really got the experience to focus on hockey. Um, I did not take any classes my first year of juniors, um, which my parents were a little bit uh, hesitant about and uh, <laughs> a little bit worried, but it was, it was a good choice. Um, so I started in Merritt, British Columbia, um, which is about three hours east of Vancouver. Um, and I was there for a little over a month. Um, it wasn't a great fit, but it was still a great experience and kind of got my feet wet with junior hockey and what that life would be like. Um, and then I transitioned to a team uh, based out of Fairbanks, Alaska, um, who had been practicing in Minnesota that week when I had gone home. Um, I had talked with their coach a little bit, but he had asked if I wanted to come uh, join the team for practices that week. Um, ended up having a great experience and then joined the team, uh, flew back up to Alaska, Fairbanks, um, which was a extremely different lifestyle than I had ever been um, kind of subjected to. Uh, but I think it really helped um, in my maturation and just growth as a person off the ice. Um, and then on the ice, you're playing 60 games a year plus playoffs. You're practicing from about August to May. Um, so there's a lot of focus on athletic development. Um, but, yeah. Talk about that experience in Fairbanks. So Fairbanks is uh, not you know down by the coast of Anchorage. Anchorage, you can kind of squint and feel like yeah. you're pretty close to civilization. Mm -hmm. Fairbanks is the opposite, <laughs> uh, particularly in the middle of winter when, yeah. it's, when it's dark most of the day. So talk about that experience and being around a group of you know, late teen, early 20s young men who uh, I can imagine that at times can be really isolating because yeah. uh, there, there is a university in Fairbanks mm -hmm. and uh, for a long time played D1 hockey, but uh, junior hockey, you're, you're not part of the acad academic scene. And yeah. It's just your, your group of teammates. Yeah, so I lived with two great families up there, uh, one my first year, one my second year, um, and they really made that transition easy, um, just personally, like it was a great home environment, um, there's always meals cooked, um, fun hanging out with the dogs, kid, I built brothers and sisters, which was nice, um, but the team I was on in Fairbanks, we traveled a lot, um, kind of going up and down from Fairbanks to Minnesota, Wisconsin, Illinois, those areas in the Midwest. Um, and so that's a lot of time to bond with guys on the road. Uh, a lot of red-eye flights that I do not miss in the slightest. Um, but yeah, a lot of time kind of spent with those guys. And yeah, it does feel a little bit isolating at times, but um, I think both years I had really good guys on the teams. Um, one actually transferred to Trinity this year, Jax Murray. Um, and we were pretty close both years and juniors and went through all that together and are here at Trinity together. But um, yeah, it's kind of just the camaraderie is what makes, what makes it fun. Um, and just the the, time, the free time you have to meet people from um, all the way from California, East Coast, Midwest. A few, uh, a few guys on the team were based out of Alaska and lived in Fairbanks their whole life. So you get a lot of different perspectives um, and a lot of different ways of life kind of coming together in an area where not a lot of people get the, get the chance to experience. Mm -hmm. We're talking with Jake Borgita on this conversation in the coop. Um, Jake, I know one of the choices to come to a place like Trinity is the opportunity to not only play uh, a high-level hockey, but really um, take your uh, your academic experience as far as you can take it. And I know you uh, you have some aspirations um, in in the field of you know, biomedical science. So talk a little bit about uh, some of the opportunities that you know you've been able to afford through uh, high achievement in the classroom and Trinity connections and, and some of the internships you've got coming up. 
Yeah, um, so I think stepping foot on campus uh, freshman year, I had the idea that that was the route I wanted to go into the biomedical sciences um, and specifically medical school. Um, and I had a few great shadowing experiences, uh, one right at the end of my senior year in high school at an orthopedic surgery center in Minnesota um, that did a lot of work with uh, the Minnesota Wild, Timberwolves, Lynx, Vikings, um, those types of sports teams. Um, and that kind of set the tone for me um, and kind of really was where I picked up interest. Um, and then the summer before my freshman year, I had the opportunity to shadow at a pulmonary ICU um, and a neurosurgeon. Um, and that really cemented uh, my goals um, and kind of how I wanted to go about Trinity um, and just picking classes um, and then also um, a focus on kind of the route that I wanted to go once I got here and after. Um, and so I, just being in this area in Hartford, um, there's a lot of hospitals very close. Um, I started volunteering earlier this fall at Hartford Hospital um, with a program called Mobility as Medicine. Um, so it's pretty similar to what a physical therapist would do. Um, we go, I have a, two different floors. Um, I go call out the nurses, see which patients um, need assistance walking or maybe not have, um, haven't already walked that day and need someone kind of just to give them that extra little push of motivation to get up and um, take a few steps and just kind of get out of their, their um, closeted room a little bit. But um, it's been a really fun experience. Um, it actually just recently got put on hold um, with the Omicron, Omicron surge. Um, but that has really given me good uh, patient interaction. Um, and then also internship-wise, uh, the summer after my freshman year, I did a remote internship through the University of Minnesota Medical School. Um, that was kind of my first introduction to what being in a lab would be like. Um, I got to participate in larger lab meetings, um, and then I had a project that I was working on, um, which was kind of combing through different uh, databases, PubMed, uh, those types, Google Scholar. Um, and looking at three specific disease areas, grouping them into categories, and looking at different genes responsible for what those uh, diseases cause, um, and how different treatment or what different treatment options are available. Um, that kind of got my feet wet um, with genetics, um, and that sparked a, definitely a big interest. Now that I'm kind of continuing to uncover, um, and I've been able to take more genetics courses uh, the past year. Um, with different professors um, in the biology department, which has kind of continued that interest. Um, and last summer, I started interning in a lab based out of Boston, uh, Genomes to People, which does clinical research trials um, based on different aspects of uh, genetic testing. And that is where I'll be returning next summer. Um, but yeah, last summer was a great experience there, and I can expand on that. If you and that like. That's up at Brigham and Women's up in Boston? Yep, it's based out of Brigham and Women's. Yeah, and so, so talk about... Uh, you know, when you're doing a clearly a an, an intellectually stimulating internship like that all summer, uh, but you want to stay in shape. So talk about some of the challenges you face as a student athlete. Where um, I'm sure most of the people in the lab are trying to live a healthy lifestyle, but it's uh, that on steroids for a student athlete where you're trying to be in shape to come back to school. Yeah, I uh, I definitely started waking up a little bit earlier to try and get workouts in before the the nine to five starts. Um, but I think just for me personally, I. Uh, I like to be active. Um, I think being remote, it allows you to be a little bit more active during the day when you're not just uh, kind of sitting at a desk the whole time, but um, just kind of getting up and moving and then finding times when you can uh, get in the gym either before work, after work, um, and then on the weekends I was skating with a few guys on the team from Trinity um, and just different pickup leagues or skill sessions when I could, but yeah, definitely uh, important to, to keep up in the summer even while working and just uh, putting, putting aside time for that. And when you're in that lab work, uh, give us something that, um, like, what was it about genetics that really stimulated your interest where you started to say, gosh, this mm -hmm. is, I, I have to know more? 
I, this started, I can't remember my age exactly, but it was early teens, um, and my mom, had, both my parents are in academia. My mom had come back with an iPad um, from a conference she was at with her entire genome sequenced on it. And this is when I, like, before I had taken any high school biology, knew anything about it, whatever. Um, so a completely blank slate. And she came back with that, and I was completely ba baffled by how that worked. How was your entire genome on an iPad? I thought it was just for like, games and whatnot. Um, and that kind of, I was in awe by that. And then as I went through high school, I kind of started, the ball started rolling with an interest in science. And then really those shadowing experiences allowed me to come to Trinity with a pretty clear focus on that. Um, and then I was able to take genetics uh, my sophomore year last year in the spring um, as a really good precursor to the summer experience I had. Um, and then this fall, I just finished a molecular genetics course, which just further uh, intrigues me um, and kind of pushed me to have interest in returning back to the same lab as last summer. And we're talking with Jake Borgita from Trinity Men's Ice Hockey. Uh, so you mentioned uh, med school is the goal, so MCAT's in, in your future for sure. Um, and then you know, we've talked a little bit about genetics. Is there a particular avenue of maybe um, medical science you want to pursue or still open to possibilities after the med school experience? Open to possibilities just because I don't want to close any doors, um, but I think that genetics has really, I've kind of found an area that I really like to focus on. Um, I think just being an active person, I also like the idea of surgery um, and just the interactive aspect um, and being able to be hands-on. Um, I really like that, um, but I, again, I don't want to close any doors from a lot of people I've talked to. It's, it's uh, best to keep every, all the possibilities open and on the table until you get there and kind of can really experience all of them. Um, but I think genetics is something that I definitely want to keep in focus. Um, and then a big reason why I want to return to the lab this summer um, is to kind of curate a research project for a senior honors thesis in biology. Yeah, outstanding. Congratulations on the work you've done there already, and uh, we certainly wish you best of luck on that. Just thinking for a moment, and now my, my curiosity's peaked, um, thoughts about kind of that, that marriage between gene therapy and future gene therapies that are being developed on a rapid basis uh, in, in this country and around the world with um, you know, how orthopedic surgery and orthopedic rehabilitatory surgery are changing at lightning speed. Are there, is there potential marriage of those two, uh, two interests in your mind? Yeah, absolutely. That's an awesome question, by the way. But um, I think that really is the future personalized medicine and just being able to tailor a therapy um, to an individual and based on their um, subset of symptoms or what they're presenting with, being able to really personalize and tailor a therapy to an individual, I think will ultimately save money for the healthcare system and also it'll really just be able to kind of um, speed up some of the, the interactions that patients have with doctors um, and add, really only add advantages uh, to the healthcare system. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's exciting. I'm excited listening to you here. Um, so, as, as we close uh, with Jake Borgita, Borgita from Trinity Men's Ice Hockey, uh, Jake, as you head to the finish line of a season, and uh, it, it's exciting to see uh, teams back out on the ice, a uh, little break over the, uh, between uh, kind of Christmas and New Year holiday, but now teams back and playing and uh, seems to be um, able to finish the season. We certainly have every uh, expectation that all of our winter teams will finish seasons. Um, is there any perspective you bring from uh, being a college athlete during the, the height of and now the kind of waning pandemic uh, that you bring to postseason? Is there something more special as you think about you know, those last few regular season series and then heading into postseason um, and maybe a different appreciation for it than you had um, maybe at the end of your freshman year? 
Yeah, I mean, I think there's kind of just uh, like a little bit of heightened uh, anticipation and energy for these games, just kind of getting down to the wire a little bit. Um, and I think everyone kind of pushes a little bit harder, digs a little deeper um, to get those last few wins. Uh, we have three weekends left, a couple big games. Um, definitely a couple games that we want to get redemption on against teams that we lost to earlier in the season. Um, but again, I think it's really just kind of controlling what you can control, um, showing up every day to practice. Obviously, some of the COVID stuff um, and testing and everything is out of our hands as players. Um, and we can really just control showing up to the rink every day. Um, but I think guys are really excited uh, for these last few weeks and then heading into playoffs. Um, I know Coach Greason will get us prepared and ready to go for that. Um, yeah. So, so Lat, we like to always end on a little bit of a light note. So I'm gonna gonna ask you a, a little bit of a tricky question, Jake. So we, if we we took the skates away, couldn't mm -hmm. play hockey anymore, where where would we find you on a Trinity roster? What would be your next sport of choice if uh, if hockey wasn't an option? I'd like to say I'd end up on the basketball team. I have a court in my uh, backyard, and my twin brother and me used to have some uh, very heated one-on-one -on -one games, and uh, I think I came out on top most of the time. So I might be able to add to that team, but. Yeah. <laughs> so we're we're going to go basketball. All right. So may, maybe a little T-Wolves in your, in your past in Minnesota? Potentially. Okay. Potentially. All right. Uh, Jake, thanks so much for joining us. Really appreciate it. And uh, best of luck on the ice as well as with all your endeavors off the ice. Thank you. I appreciate it. It was nice talking. Thanks, Jake Borgita, for his time. We wish Trinity men's ice hockey best of luck in the rest of the season. For all the latest news, scores, and schedules, head to bantamsports.com. Also, follow us on social media at Bantam Sports.